You're listening to the Vancouver Mixtape, produced live at CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby, campus community radio station at Simon Fraser University. Acknowledging that this is the show is produced on the unceded ancestral territory of the Coast Salish peoples, the Squamish, the Musqueam, the Coquitlam, and the Tsleil-Waututh. Stream online at cjsf.ca. Uh, you can find the show on the iTunes Store and on Google Play, all those places. Uh, this is the Vancouver Mixtape. I'm Jesse. No Jamie this week. Uh, sorry about uh, the confusion last week. We had Devours lined up. Uh, Jeff was going to come up, do a guest curator show, and we had the snowstorm, and it, it ruined everything. Uh, but uh, we've rescheduled that for later in the week, I'll have, or later in the month. I've got uh, details on that to come, but uh, we'll be talking to Marty, Zelst, Zel, oh, excuse me, Marty Zilstra today on the show. Uh, but first, brand new music from the band Frankie. This is Glory Me.
New Home by Omianan uh, on the Vancouver mixtape from their demo EP, uh, a four-piece, uh, out of Vancouver, although with their name being Nanaimo spelled backwards, I wonder, is there a connection? Uh, some sleuthing is in order, I suppose. Uh, before that, you heard Glory Me by Frankie, spelled with two eyes at the end there, uh, off of uh, a single uh, split, well, not a split, a seven-inch that uh, one side was that song, Glory Me, the other was Dream Reader. Uh, actually came out late last year on Kingfisher Blues, local record label, uh, but just got uh, into into our hands today, uh, so you're hearing it. Uh, I'm Jesse, as you may know. Uh, I introduced myself earlier, but uh, who knows? Maybe you've forgotten since then. Uh, Later on the show, I'll be speaking with Marty Zilstra uh, about uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, He's got a home recording project. He's got uh, a new album in the the pipes, uh, already mostly recorded, was just wrapping up background vocals today. And uh, we talked about his old band, Sweetheart. All sorts of things. So that's coming up in the second half of the show or so. Uh, I've got a whole lot of music I want to share with you as well, though. So I'm going to keep things rolling uh, with a uh, a release from the the label slash magazine slash general uh, cultural presence uh, Agony Club, uh, run by Casey Way. Uh, they do all sorts of stuff. Uh, they put out all sorts of really uh, interesting, often transgressive, uh, often experimental, and just uh, out there music, uh, as well as, as I mentioned, the magazine has some cool writing and art and stuff. Uh, they put out their latest sampler, uh, Agony Club 5, and there's a whole bunch of stuff on here I want to play, um, but I could just do a whole show just playing the compilation but then you wouldn't want to go get it and buy it for the awesome price of 666 you know it's good right uh so i'm going to play you first uh a track by celine uh which is called preparing to meet celine dion and uh this goes out to my lovely partner katie who is not listening but is obsessed with uh celine dion is going to see her in vegas on her final run of shows so uh you can all be jealous about that uh, and then I am going to play a track uh, called, sl- or an artist called Slayer Moon, uh, who are uh, this side, or wh- which, who is, which is uh, a side project uh, of uh, from Sydney Coke of Shearing Pinks and the Courtney's. So uh, you're going to hear those two things are quite quite different from each other. So they'll give you a bit of a an idea of the breadth and the range of Agony Club. Uh, you can find out more about Agony Club uh, at agonyclub.com. Uh, club with a K, by the way. Agony Club with a K. Uh, or you can listen to this sampler at agonyclub, again with a K, dot bandcamp.com. Anyway, uh, this is Celine, and then you will hear Slayer Moon on the Vancouver mixtape. <laughs>
ticket to Las Vegas.
Apple by Slayer Moon. This is Last Day by Marty Zilstra. And then we'll have my chat with him. Hi, Marty. Uh, where are you right now? I'm at Blue Light Studios in Vancouver, and we're actually working on uh, the final touches on my, my LP, which will be out hopefully later this year. So that's in, I'm in East Van right now. I've, I did my record there, here, sorry, here, and 
yeah, we had a good time making it. And then Creative BC, I got a grant through the studio to do an LP, and then, well, actually, just a record. Yeah. And, and I started with kind of like a handful of songs and showed JP, my producer and friend, um, the songs, and kind of it exploded into nine tunes. So, yeah, we're really excited. It's going to be good. And so that'll be your follow-up to uh, The Dragonfly and the Spider, as well as the the home recording project that you're working on now, right? Yeah, exactly. So the home recording thing, I was demoing songs, and I'd written one that with a friend that I I kind of was... It was just a demo, and I realized I had some gear that I wanted to try out at home, and so I set it all up really, really makeshift, like on the floor kind of thing. And as it got going, because I, I have a... I have, like, gear sitting at home, like an old bass, and I got a PA system, and just gear I've collected over time. Yeah, you accumulate things over a, a career in music. Yeah, yeah, so I was kind of like, and I'd been recording with JP for so long that I kind of watch him and what he does, and I'm, I'm not very confident in myself recording, and I never have been. My demos have never been high quality or anything. They're just sketches, but as I got, got along, I realized that, I kind of, well, working with JP at least, I found that my uh, technique was very similar to his, which is basically you just grab a keyboard and start trying parts and, and find something that fits in the song and works. And that's how I did this one tune. And that's what Last Day is about. And Last Day, it was it just came together really quickly because I, I really liked the uh, the words a lot. It's It was catchy and it caught my ear. And it's one of those songs that, you sit down and play guitar and write, and then at the end of the time you perform the song for the very first time, the song's over. So it only took five minutes. The, the song's three minutes and thirty seconds long. It took me about five minutes to get there with it, which is you don't you don't get that very often. And that was one that I got right away, and I'm really I was pretty excited about it. So I wanted to record it a bit better, and I did. And as I got on into it deep at home, I realized that I could do it by myself. So I did, and I. I thought that a home recording series kind of told a bit of a different story than um, the stuff I'm doing in studio and my last record, which which my last record felt a bit heavy for people to listen to because to me it's dark, even though it's not. It's it's a it's a dark record in the sense that it's about uh, when I wrote it during the time that I lost my sister and mom and grandfather, so it's pretty heavy, heavy, heavy stuff and. This song is lighter, and it feels lighter to me, and it feels like it's it's got a a good message to live like it's your last day. Like it's great. I think that's a great message. <laughs> yeah, as that refrain keeps going, it's it's hard not to to sort of feel uplifted and and take it to heart. Yeah, no, totally. And so, you know, feel, live like it's your last day. Dance like nobody's watching. You know, those are all cliches, but it it does resonate with me, especially after coming out of grief, which is. I don't know if you've ever experienced grief yourself, but um, when you experience it for the first time, losing my sister was devastating because she was my friend and she was my close friend, at times a very distant friend because we fought like, and she was... Like siblings. Critic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she was sometimes closer with my younger brother and sometimes closer with me and sometimes closer with my mom, but we were spiritually connected, you know what I mean? And yeah. so she was helping me through some stuff as well, going through some stuff and uh, we both have had young children at the same time, so we're going through being, she was being a parent for the first time, and I was going through as an adult having a toddler and stuff, and 
I, th- I was really excited about that friendship that we were building, and so to lose her at that time was devastating. But yeah. come through that, and then write a song that's talking about live like it's your last day, because it's you know, that's sort of the only way forward, right? Yeah, and you you have to you have to find a way forward, and you're absolutely right. I I, uh, I found it really difficult, but the thing is, music kept me going, and my support system at home, my wife kept me going and my daughter kept me going and my family kept my, me going my son kept me going and and then my friends so jp kept me going and so i got out of it and i'm not ever going to be away from grief because it, you carry it with you forever but but this song really really inspired me <laughs> so i had to record it because i've already got this whole record recorded it's done like it's all the tracking's done we're just doing background vocals today and then we got one final session, and then that'll be it. It'll go get mixed, and then uh, put it out hopefully mid spring, early summer, or something. And uh, but uh, I wanted something kind of to because I I started recording at home, and I I have an acoustic guitar and a mic, or keyboard and a mic, or a drum machine and a mic and a guitar or whatever it is, and wanted to have fun doing it. So I've got five or six songs ready to be released, and this is the first one. So now I'm talking to you about it, which is incredible. So. Yeah, well, there's there's something about the the directness of of a home recording project. I think that you're in your space, you're you're just ready to go. And as you would just be sort of sitting down to write the song in your own time, if you're also recording it, things seem to come together a, a lot quicker. Just because you're you're doing it anyway, you're there, and then all of a sudden, that one perfect time you did it is recorded. Yeah, for better and worse. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a perfectionist at all. Like I am, I use. Beck, Mellow Gold era as my example, because some of the stuff on that record is like, yeah, you don't listen to it. You can't. It's pretty scratchy. Yeah, and and then Elliot Smith, he did some recordings that are amazing, and they're just him and a, like, but not even a four track, like like a stair, like a home stair on a tape or something. Bad, mm-hmm. bad recordings. And the, the thing is that gear doesn't really make the song. You know, the song hopefully will shine through if even if you can just get it down and people hear it. The Beatles, their first record, they recorded most of it in one day and 12 hours. So, and they didn't have a four track. They just had a reel to reel, amazing mics and stuff, obviously. Sure. And that's a different, it was a different era. That's how it was done then. But still, like Nirvana Bleach, it was done in a couple days for 600 bucks, you know. Yeah. And there, there's something about seeing that gem of a song shining through all the dirt. Yeah, with the warts and all. And that's why this song, like, I mean, I have, in the original demo, I had finger snaps with weird delay, or it's kind of panning through it. And I, when I recorded it, the, with it, I, did, I missed it. So I put, I put it back in because <laughs> I needed it there. I needed it there. It was something that I liked. And I sent it to a friend before it was done. And he, I think he even said, no, that's distracting. And I, I disagreed with him, but I loved his opinion because I, you know, I always send it out to you know ideas to, to friends first and see what they think. And yeah. Yes or no, and they say yes or they say no or whatever. And uh, sometimes I just want people to say, "Don't, don't do this. Don't put this out." And nobody said that, so I kept going. <laughs> yeah, that's when it's a good good way to test that threshold, I guess. Yeah. But it's good to have the ideas out there, eccentricities and all. The ways that you go over the edge say a lot about who you are as as an artist. I think. Yeah, exactly. And people will hear that. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll. This will be their winter jam. Or maybe other people will say, "I didn't really like that one." I, I guess I'll listen to the next one. And I'm fine with that because this this is a project for 
for me to show my the inside of my brain and <clears throat> some people get it right away and some people may not like it and I'm fine with I'm totally fine with that because my music is isn't going to appeal to every single person on earth I think it's probably going to appeal to some people more than others and um, and that's awesome I, I think that's the way music is for me anyway and uh, but yeah the next couple of tunes that I've, I've got coming out are, are going to be fun one is uh, a couple covers that I've really liked forever and then I've got a couple of just simple so one song is in particular is a follow-up to a song on my record the dragonfly and the spider and that song is called moon and then the follow-up to that song is called it's tentatively titled mr moon which is a follow-up and ah. so so i've got cool little ideas coming and i'm really excited where with where it's going and i might only do five songs i might do 10 i might keep going forever i don't know but i'm i'm having a good time and i'm learning as i go which is even better and getting better along the way and using the gear i have which learn as you go and use what you have i think are diy mantras that i've always kind of followed as a because i was in a kind of a punk rock band and for a long time and we had that we had that kind of mentality you know really grassroots marketing strategies and stuff and yeah that band sweetheart right that's right yeah i, I was going to ask how that affected your diy turn now and I, I guess there it is yeah i mean we were we were a band for a long time and had some you know moments of local local success and even some national success which is great i was actually looking through our film and tv catalog um and i'm not name dropping or tooting my own horn or anything like this but because we it it happened everybody kind of knows about it already but i was there's some stuff in there that i forgot about and didn't realize we were in there's a, we were in an episode of this show um called i forget it's like when i was 17 or something or i think that's what it is and there's an episode with nick cannon and donald trump wild it's in the background okay so i thought that was interesting especially with the times and uh yeah that's a, a nice uh, future trivia question you know <laughs> yeah my weird connection to the president but <laughs> yeah we uh we had a lot of a lot of fun putting records out and i mean my my pal steve Kravak down in california signed us to his label his imprint and steve steve produced some of the most uh influential pop punk records from southern california in the 90s so it was really cool to it's really cool to work with him talk to him and use him as um an ear when it comes to songwriting and i still talk to him a lot and we met up at christmas and uh he's putting a record out too so i still maintain some of those connections and the guys in sweetheart are still my closest friends they were my uh groomsmen at my wedding and i saw them the other day on my birthday and stuff so good dudes and we we still kind of throw the the idea around of getting together and putting a putting a song doing a reunion recording but maybe we'll do that in the in the coming year or so we'll see yeah there's always the future right i love those guys yeah well it's it's good to hear that it's uh you know good terms i always always like to hear when when bands aren't playing together that it's it's still it's still all good you know well we haven't officially broken up so i've ne i don't tell anyone we're broken up right we're just on hiatus yeah i don't know that could go on forever it could literally go on till the day i die but or but the thing is that like why would we break up we love each other there's no reason why we would so well, that's great to hear in a way right like life totally gets in the, in the way there's no reason why bands should break up anymore in my opinion because unless you dislike the person or 
or somebody a death. Yeah, but you never know what the future holds. So, uh, like the Beatles broke up, but had everyone lived, they probably would have gotten back together. So why why call it quote quits? There's no reason to. Yeah, if there's a creative reason to get together. If there is, then do it because it's worth it, man. It's worth it. Art is worth it. <laughs> yeah, well, and the the relationships and the community you can build around art are are pretty amazing and pretty impressive. Yeah, and the project you can I think you could work on just a project, whether it be a single outing or maybe two or three records or something, and then and then it's over, you know. And but you don't you know it doesn't necessarily have to ever be over, or maybe it is over because that creative outlet is done and then you, everyone knows it and then you move on to a new thing and that's fine too but i don't a band can a band can always reform and re, uh, create something if their inspiration is there and there's material that's good enough and there's a reason for it which maybe that's the reason why sweetheart hasn't gotten there yet is that we don't have the songs yet yeah well i mean like you said uh sometimes the songs just come out and they come out when they're ready right yeah and i'm i'm lucky because i went through a period of really really um prolific creative moments in the last year or so and i had with the record i've been working on and then this home recording series and then the dragonfly and the spider all of that so that's like call it a couple of long eps and an lp worth of material in two years that's busy like that i feel like it is for me busy but or creative i guess but you know the thing with recording is if you want to get material out there to the world you know sometimes the vision is bigger than just your home so that's the other side of the coin some of the songs i've written wouldn't suit a drum machine and an acoustic guitar you know yeah there's a different approach you, you almost have to treat them as well you do have to treat them completely differently right yeah of course and that's that's I'm, I'm certainly the medium is I'm using the medium as a way to filter out the material as well. So it's not as simple as like, oh, this is going to be a punk rock song in my bedroom. It's not going to be that way. I'll do the punk rock songs in a studio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so this is a totally different thing and a different animal. And hopefully people follow along and, you know, join my mailing list, get emailed early advanced listening, uh, com. And Twitter and Facebook. I'm pretty active on social media. I think that's just because I'm neurotic about it. <laughs> I like to stay in touch with people and communicate with people when when they I come across something interesting or they come across me. It's nice to communicate with these people, meet people across the world. I, I mean, I looked at some statistics uh, last week, and people were listening to my material in Italy and Sweden and Japan, and, and that, I think that's incredible. Like the things that technology allows like the way that it both allows people from all over the world to listen to your music but then also allows you to know that people from all over the world are listening to your music it's it's wild really cool it's yeah. Really cool yeah uh well marty thanks for taking the time to chat with me oh thanks for talking to me this isn't this is awesome yeah you're the first track on uh the the home recording series uh last day is out now uh do we have a date for the next one coming out I was, you know, I was go tentatively going to do one every two weeks, and then I realized that that's that's too ambitious. It's got to be. It's got to be. Maybe I got to give myself time to make it 
good enough for people to hear it. Yeah, you don't want to force it out before it's ready. Yeah, totally. So the next song's ready. It's got to be tweaked a little bit, but it'll. I'm going to do not too long, like not not six months, but not not next week. So it'll be it'll be out shortly and probably three to four weeks or something like that, and then the next one will be out maybe a couple weeks after that. I I'm not I'm not going to be consistent with a time frame, but it will slowly roll out over uh, the next four or five months through until finally until the snow leaves us yeah Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you'll be able to hear it here on the mixtape so uh we'll look forward to that and uh i'll talk to you later marty yeah thanks for having me have an awesome evening of course you too okay bye, bye. that is my conversation with marty zilstra uh you can check out his new single last day uh as well as the rest of his oeuvre of work uh, at martyzelstra.bandcamp.com or his website martyzelstra.com to take a stylistic left turn we're going to go into some hip hop this is Nursery by Baby No Money off his new record Recess uh, inspired by the Disney cartoon bro I swear on God you don't want to book shit this shit so long baby is that my is that my voice Drippin' like a school On a four with school Baby gonna school She funny with it Cool B-5-4 thump I'm a hump On a bounce Jack and Jill Up a hill Baby tryna get a meal Mary had a little lamb I really do not fuck with And she calling me the muffin man I surely like the muffin top Snow Like my lashes I can't pick yo It's either tits or some asses Blue cover glasses Please don't be so hassy I'ma pull up on the cardio All the way from Kansas Whoa Yeah I think I need a teaser is she be a pleaser, baby needs a squeezer. Anybody leads her, she tryna buy my dick. And you biting on my style, is your name Sharkeisha? And you like the Mona Lisa, cause you was a fake. And the reason why I went to school, numbers on the paper. And there's several faster ways to get the money in those caves. And you're really, really about to kick, she looking like an easy bag. Leave you covered up and couple nerves, what you say? Why just go and cop a go your purse for my sake? Please don't tell me you gon' pipe at first, not okay. Money at the end, I'm coming first, on the left. Dripping like a school. On a four with school. Baby gonna school. She funny with it. Cool. B54 thump. I'm a hump. On a bounce. Jack and Jill up a hill. Baby trying to get a meal. Mary had a little lamb. I really do not fuck with that. She calling me the muffin man. I surely like the muffin top. Muffin top. Muffin car. So I don't want to stop. Got it on the lot. Would this baby ever fly? Flexing all these rappers. I just let it slap. Chop. She had a hard right behind my desktop. Whoa. Batty, why she praying up to me? Ho, ho. Gotta give her when you're on your knees. Oh, no. Sick and tired of doing shit for free, yo, bro. I'm a voice, bro. Let you treat like that when these diamonds look like respect. I'm a little closer, sexy boy. And in the Keep a little henny, that's the cause and defect. Baby, no money to this money. Let me cool that big bag price tag. Gucci bag, okay. Don't break cocaine, red flag. No way. Big bag price tag. Gucci bag, okay. Don't break cocaine, red flag. No way. Dripping like a cool. For with school, baby gonna school. She funny with it, funny with it. Cool. B54 thump, I'm a hump on a bounce. Jack and Jill up a hill, baby tryna get a meal. Mary had a little lamb, I really do not fuck with that. She calling me the muffin man, I surely like the muffin top.
New Blue by BB, a band that has been taking the Vancouver scene by storm for the last year plus, but now finally has some recordings up. Uh, and now for another new Vancouver band uh, made up of some old friends. This is Smoke Signals by Mega Mall. <laughs>
Smoke Signals by Mega Mall here on the Vancouver Mixtape, a new band featuring members of Supermoon and Summering and others. Uh, cool stuff. Uh, you can catch all three tracks on their band camp. Uh, and I'm going to go to uh, something, uh, a split by two bands, uh, two louder bands, uh, Dad Thighs and Karate Kids. And uh, these two put out have put out their second split together, uh, some re-recordings of the uh, same songs, uh, a couple new songs, and uh, Ophelia Tapes has put it out. I uh, have a soft spot for Karate Kids because I uh, met, met them, uh, or at least half of Karate Kids, uh, while I was on tour with a band called Altona uh, in 2016, I want to say. Uh, played a show in Penticton, and... Uh, yeah, just uh, just like them, you know. And uh, you're gonna you're gonna hear it here. Uh, I'm gonna play a track by each of of these bands, uh, and you're gonna love it. So here uh, to start things off uh, for this split is Mount Pleasant Dream by Dad Thighs. <laughs>
That's it for the Vancouver Mixtape here at CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby. That was uh, Karate Kids, track called Nice Cancer. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, and Jamie will be here. It'll be both of us. Uh, find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play and cjsf.ca. Uh, thanks for listening. You're the best. Thursday, February 28th, it's the annual Student Radio.